Well, I think we got the concept of movement and talking really good there. Uh, and that was the whole point of the video, was that there was that sort of uncomfortable scene where someone was sort of sitting all alone and it was easy just to ignore them and easier just to stay in that comfortable setting with people we know. But there's the whole idea that we could reach out and to demonstrate some love to someone or just have a conversation. I guess what it comes back to as well, not only is it walking across the room, but it's having a conviction behind it as well. I have a strong conviction. I know that many people here have a conviction as well. We have a conviction that knowing and following Jesus really matters. It matters for eternity. It's something inside us which we say, yes, this matters more than anything else. It matters not only for this coming week, it matters not just for the rest of our earthly lives, but it matters for eternity, after we die. And indeed, Jesus often spoke on, uh, on what it means to, to, to think about the big picture. And these words from him uh, sing a chord with me. What good would it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? That whole idea that we can, people can toil away, work really, really hard for stuff that does not last. No possessions can we take with us after we pass away, when we die. But there's something about eternity, something about our soul something about being at peace with God that we know it really, really matters. It matters so much. Indeed, I'm sure that we have family, we have friends, we have neighbours, we have people around us that we're talking with, work colleagues, people around the sporting field or in our sporting team. All these people, as we think about them, we can put a name to them. So many of the people around us, they're not following Jesus. And so I guess if we use that, that imagery of what would we do if we knew someone was going to walk into danger, if there was a trap ahead or there was a, a cliff, we would want to at least warn them and tell them. We'd, the loving response would be actually to reach out. And so when it comes to the whole area of eternal life, I hope that we will reach out to our family, our friends, our neighbours, the people around us, and that we will give them or tell them or, or show them somehow something of Jesus, point them to God, that somehow they might get this wonderful truth. And it needs to be so much more than just a couple of us. I know it's easy to say, oh, well, as long as two people in our church are out there doing it, that'll be enough. That's all we need. The rest of us can be happy in here. It's a calling on all of us. All of us, every single one, not two, not 10%. It's talking about every single one prayerfully considering what we can do. Each of us having a go. And I believe it starts with us actually praying as well. Praying for people by name. Praying for people around us. That they might be blessed by God and come to know something of His goodness. Part of our love for others should lead us to prayer. And I would love, as I've already prayed, uh, sent an email out this week, I would love, and I'm sure Noah would as well, to, to pray for people that you're praying for. That together in those prayers, we all know that God will hear those. 
and that they might be blessed with an understanding of something of Jesus. So please, the challenge I guess for this week would be to jot some names down on a list um, or even if you don't know their name, you could say, oh, that, that person down at Woolworths with the long hair or that person at, uh, at the soccer field that I talked to, I haven't got their name yet. Uh, you could just jot their names down and start praying. And I would love to start praying with you for people. Imagine if there were a hundred names on my desk this coming week, that would be incredible. And it's doable. I, if we all, that would only be 10 people giving me 10 names. We could have a thousand names uh, on my desk this coming week if we all put some names to it. That would be wonderful. Please do that. Please pray. But part of the whole concept of eternity is that we need to be deliberate. We need to make ourselves available to what God would have us do. So making time in our schedules to catch up, to have a meal, to be there for people when they are in need. And in that time that we will point them to Jesus. I know it's probably not the most popular activity. Um, it's not going to be advertised in the paper to say, yes, you should go and hang out with your friends and, and point them to God. And yet, it is something that is so important. As we said, the first reason is because it matters for eternity, that people may have eternal life. A key concept that we're to get across in the week one of this campaign, I guess that they call it, or it's just this series. The single greatest gift Christ followers, Christians, can give to people around them is to introduce them to the God who created them and who loves them and has a purpose for their lives. Do you agree with this? Yeah? We'd love for them to know God's and to know His blessing, and to have a godly purpose in their life. Well, if, if that's us, maybe we can walk across the room. Maybe we can take those steps. We see someone who was like in that video, feeling a bit left out. Have a chat to them, form a relationship. I was saying before that my whole journey of being here is because someone walked across the room. Well, that someone has a name. His name was Adrian. He uh, and I became, started to become friends as we finished school. And he, over time, as that friendship developed, he said, well, why don't you come to church? Why don't you start thinking a little bit about God? He started to walk across the room and point me towards God. My first initial reaction was, no, not interested. I think I've shared with you one time that I was given a Bible from one of Adrian's friends who was a youth worker in a church. And when he gave me that Bible, I said, I'm not interested. And I went and put it in the bin. And he was shocked and went and got it out of the bin and dug it out. But that was me. I was 19 years old and I, God was not on my radar at all. Couldn't be interested, couldn't, couldn't, wouldn't, didn't care. And yet he kept inviting me. He started to invite me to church and then I came one time and found out that it was actually, uh, it was a good place to come. There was some awkwardness maybe in, in some aspects of the service, but there was still something good about it. And then he invited me along to the Alpha course and I came to the Alpha course. And so through that relationship and through pointing me to Jesus, now I've come to know the greatest gift and I've come to find Jesus and I'm so thankful for this wonderful news that's come into my heart and I believe and I know it. And so I want to join the cause now of making other people uh, get to know and hear and get to know Jesus as it says on the shirts. 
So the first reason why is about changing people for eternity or, or getting them to connect with the God of eternity to bless them. And it comes in so many ways in a genuine friendship or a genuine relationship. And the second reason why we might want to go, it's talking in regards to our being not so comfortable. And we, I want us to remember that God reached out to us. The first reason is it matters for eternity. And secondly, God reached out to us. As Bill Hybels liked to say in such an American way, that Jesus came across the cosmos to us. Um, but it's this idea that, that God of all creation, the God of the universe, came from that glorious spot of heaven. And we've just been covering Revelation. It was good in heaven. Jesus was worshipped and praised. All that good stuff that was going on in heaven. And he left heaven to come to us. Romans 5.8, as it says there, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. What a love. God's love is coming to us while we were walking the other way. None of us were perfect. None of us had it all worked out. And yet Jesus leaves the glory of heaven, that wonderful place where he is honored and praised. He comes and he reaches out to us to people who quite often didn't care, who weren't actually seeking God at all, and yet He came to us. And that's the, the exact point of the second reading that we had to us in, in Philippians 2. The fact that Jesus Christ came amongst us. I'm going to read that again. It's urging us to model Christ uh, in His humility, in His service of others. And part of that service, of course, is to point others to God. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. It continues. Rather, he made himself nothing. From heaven to nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus left the glory of heaven behind and he came to serve us. He came to bless us. Jesus was willing to come. Jesus was willing to serve amongst us. And so a reason why we might go out and show love to our neighbors and that we might point them to Jesus and obviously to God the Father is so that they themselves will come to know the truth, that they will be blessed. Indeed, if Jesus was willing to give up so much, we can give up a lot. We can give up time. We can give up energy. We can give up of, of our money and our safety and that whole idea of being comfortable. We're going to talk more about this next week that we can get into like a, a comfortable stage where everyone will be right. But Jesus didn't stay comfortable in heaven. He stepped out to us. And so too we are to step out and to reach out and to take the good news with us. We've received so much. May we copy the example of Jesus.
because he has come from heaven. He's reached out in love. That privileged position. People ultimately rejected Jesus and yet he went to the, to the cross. He died for people. But Jesus in that purpose, he knew that it was for the greater goods. Jesus knew that in his death and in serving humanity, he would save people for eternity. He knew it was for the greater good. Jesus in his own thinking could have said, well, I can just stay in heaven. I don't need to go through all that pain and humiliation, all that awkwardness of coming to earth. And yet he went, he came and he reached out in love. That's why the good news is so incredible. Because we realize that it wasn't, God doesn't look down and say, oh, look, there's this group of people in Korowa and they're such amazing people. I'm going to send my son Jesus to go down because they're really being faithful to me. No, it's the opposite. He looks down and out of love, he says, I'm willing to give everything I can, my only son, to forgive them, to bless them and to bring them life. And so I hope that that's motivation for us to go, wow, God loves me that much. I'm actually willing to go and put myself out there. I'm going to go and serve others in the hope that they will be pointed to God and to know the truth. Because we can walk across the road. We can call someone out. We can have that meal together with someone. We can walk to that lounge room. We can be there for them, care for them, and we can point them to God in the process hoping that they get this good news, this great gift. So, the single greatest gift is Jesus. It matters for eternity. Jesus has reached out to us. So I hope that we might be encouraged to actually do it, to take those steps and to walk, to walk towards that, that lounge room or that, that setting and to go to build genuine relationships based in love. Recognizing that some people, it's just not for them at the moment. That's okay. We want to do it out of, of genuine concern and love for the person. But the hope is that some people will get the greatest gift, that they'll receive it with joy and their life will be touched. Indeed, it happens in our own midst. Can anyone think of what's happened to Bella recently? She's got a hold of the greatest gift. It's touched her, and, and her life is now, where is she? France, that's right. Someone from our own community has gone all the way over to France with a calling on her life to go and share this great gift with other people. It, it happens here in Corowa. It's not this impossible concept. People still respond to God's love. They still get what Jesus has done today. I know that there's a really negative push in the media and there's been a lot of stuff this last week about um, domestic violence. And of course the church, we in no way want to encourage or, or even allow domestic violence to take place in church. I think there's been a lot of positive responses that have come out from church leaders to say that it's not on. But there's a, there's a, a momentum at times, it seems like there's a lot of media and a lot of people saying that the church is in the past, it's had its irrelevance. But the reality is, is that Jesus is always current. He's always the greatest gift. He's always available. And let us not forget that. And let us not forget that we have a, a task in front of us to actually reach out to those around us and speak to them about Jesus.
Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you so much for the blessing it is to have come to know Jesus, the blessing it is to, to have the promise of eternal life. And Lord, I pray that you will help us to have a love for those around us, a genuine love that, that helps us and leads us to reach out. Help us to, to remember your blessings and to show a genuine concern to our neighbours, our friends, those that don't know you. And Lord, we pray that you will open their eyes and open their ears, Lord, and that you will bless them so that they might come to have the promise of eternal life. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.